Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted, as always, by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the best fantasy basketball tools on the internet and easily the best interactive schedule that will show you the week ahead every single week for the entirety of the season. I use it more than once a week, even though you probably only need it once a week. Um, I find myself needing it way more than once a week just to see who's playing. That's on hashtag basketball.com. Go check them out. I am your host, Mike Katrin. And joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? I was still throwing schedule in this. I just had nothing to say. Listen, the schedule on hashtag basketball.com is Definitely. Like, there's not a better one out there. There just isn't. No, and I mean, shout out to Joey, because he's been doing this for, man, how many years now? At least six or seven? Yeah, it's a it's a really good uh, team over there. Uh, Joey puts a lot of work into that website. Uh, Mark Roberts obviously puts a lot of work into the projections there. Uh, we got to get them props. Like, I was using them before they were sponsoring us, that's for sure. No doubt about that. But that is enough, because I'm pretty sure our listeners, if you've been listening to this podcast, you already know about HashtagBasketball.com, and I'm sure you also know about our upcoming mid-season I Need a Second Chance League. Tyler, you're you're going to be setting that up pretty soon, right? Uh, the plan is we're about 10 days out from starting the draft, so yeah, it's, it's coming fast. Yeah, that's that's really soon. So we do have a few spots left um, in our I Need a Second Chance on Life and also a Second Chance on Fantasy Basketball. But this league will only give you a second chance on Fantasy Basketball, probably not your actual life. Listener League, that's the official name of it. And you can join on Patreon.com slash Watching the Boxes. Subscribe. And you will be able to get access in first dibs on joining our midseason uh, draft in our in our midseason listener league, along with a bunch of other exclusive content. And you get to hear these podcasts before they are released on the regular podcast stream. So our subscribers get the heads up, the early uh, birds, I guess, to our waiver wire buy low and sell high podcasts. So uh, go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And let's, let's talk about some of those uh, buy low candidates. Uh, quite a few guys kind of uh, hitting that. Uh, I don't know where, you know, about a, what, a fourth of the way into the season. Is that right? Uh, well, let's see. Most teams have played a little bit over 20 games. So okay, I mean, yeah, almost about we're probably getting closer to 30 than we are at 25. There you go. I mean, it's it's about a fourth of the way in the season. Guys who started hot probably came back down. Um, and this goes back to Mark Roberts' projections, right? And the reason why Mark Roberts' projections, and there was a – actually, somebody did a kind of an analytic look. Uh, now, there, there wasn't a huge sample size. So you could tell – you can always tell when someone's like a statistician – or like really take statistics seriously when they're like, well, the sample size has too, is too small that we can't get an accurate reading. 
that's someone who's trying to not lie to you with numbers. And uh, this person pretty much ranked, uh, this was on Reddit, on, our, on the Fantasy B-Ball subreddit, uh, had Mark Roberts as, as one of the more, um, uh, I wouldn't say trustworthy, but more accurate is probably the better word, uh, year after year uh, projections um, just based on what, uh, based on the history of uh, the small history of Mark Roberts projections on hashtag basketball.com. So that is not a surprise because Mark Roberts bases those projections on what that person has done for most of their career with a little variance. And as we talk about in these buy lows and sell highs, that's usually where these players end up. Carthony Towns had a terrible start. Obviously, there's the Jimmy Butler issue, but Carthony Towns is probably going to finish in the top 10. Like, there's not going to be a huge variance to a lot of these guys. And that's why buying low and selling high is really important. I actually, it's easier to buy low than sell high, though, in, in my opinion, Tyler. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's fair to say, um, in the sense that some guys don't want to buy the hottest commodity out there. And, I don't know. Sometimes you can fool people, though. Like we're going to talk about um, some sell highs in another episode, where I think that if they're doing the right categories, they're easier to sell. Let's put it that way. If they're doing things in the right categories, they're a little easier to sell than if they're doing them in the smaller categories, right? The steals, the blocks, the threes. Um, if they're doing them in the points, the rebounds, the assists, that things that aren't sustainable, they're a little easier to sell. Yeah, and even on the flip side of that, like when a guy, one of my players, is playing really, really well, it's hard for me to let him go. Um, and I'm, I'm guilty of that. I'm sure a lot of people are guilty of that. But that is not how you uh, make trades to achieve a better team. Uh, you gotta sometimes let some of these guys go. So it is, in my opinion, just easier to find the gut, the 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 good players who are playing bad versus letting go one of these uh, outstanding, you know, short-term players uh, for what seems like a lesser player. But in the end, like like Mark Roberts' projections, everything comes right back to that normal mean. And, and uh, these guys right here, they're having a bad few weeks. Um, and their values are actually kind of dropping right now. And one of those players is uh, Chris Middleton. So uh, Chris Middleton having really a very good year to start out, but over the last, you know, what, uh, I'd say a couple weeks or so has kind of fallen off a little bit. And I will, I, I will give you this. The average fan, Chris Middleton is not, uh, it's probably not a huge um, Chris Middleton backer. You know what I mean? Like the average fan doesn't know who Chris Middleton is. So a little name recognition uh, and a little bit of a slump could get you uh, as Chris Middleton as a buy low candidate. Tyler, why why are you interested in, in Chris Middleton right now? Well, there's the narrative end of it. So he got benched in their next to the last game against the Knicks, only played 19 minutes. Um, and then they played again on Wednesday night against the Pistons, and he didn't play because of a personal reason. So some people might be looking at that situation as like, oh man, Middleton's, you know, he re- turning out of favor for the Bucks, and, you know, they're moving away from him. So that you can maybe breed that narrative just a little bit. Really the main reason that Middleton is a buy low is 
he's just not getting as many shot attempts and he's not getting as many minutes as he did last season, which should be a surprise with the new coach in town. But he's also not hitting his shots at the rate he has basically for his entire career. So you got to think the points tick back up a little bit. His steals are a little bit down. Um, the assists and the rebounds are about where they should be. But you got the narrative of, you know, he's not been playing a ton lately. And then you got the secondary narrative of he's basically been missing his shots a little bit more than he should be. Um, I think Middleton's a pretty safe 20-point-per-game guy. And here's the other thing about Middleton, like you mentioned it. I just think that a lot of people underrated Middleton even from the start of the season. And I mean, I think he was drafted a little bit too low, and so you could buy low on a player who was already going too low and might get yourself a real big steal here. Yeah, over the last uh, actually couple of weeks, if not a month, his uh, you know steals have been a little bit down along with his points and three-pointers. Only – you know, like a fraction, and his shooting has gone way down, uh, especially recently. And uh, that that does, as you were saying, feel like a very temporary thing. Chris Middleton is an outstanding player, very underrated, um, is worth, really, I'd say, if it wasn't for Giannis, you know, we, w- we would be talking about Chris Middleton because he would be leading, I think, this Bucks team um, – to a, to a like a low playoff seed because I, I think he is that good. Uh, he's going. He's in a contract year and uh, should probably get a fairly large contract for from a team that's in the know. Um, but it, he might maybe he'll end up back in Milwaukee. But uh, you know if he's in in the doghouse right now, um, I'm you know that's not a great sign. But I I, I just feel like it's temporary. I don't think the the Bucks are trying to uh, sabotage their season by sitting Chris Middleton for more than a couple games. Yeah. I mean, tonight was a personal thing. And the other one was he admitted that him and the coach just kind of had a disagreement on what he should have been doing. And so he got benched. And I think that happens to even some of the best players throughout a season, right? Like it's just, you know, things don't always go your way. And uh, I, I would not, I'm not worried at all about Milton. I mean, I think he's a top 30 player easily. So, Yeah, 0% worried about old uh, Chris Middleton. Let's talk about another guy here. Um, you got a lot of, uh, of the Nuggets players on your list this week, Tyler. Um, but this Nuggets player here, he, uh, he's actually set, I think, for a very – good um kind of uh few weeks here moving forward and that's jamal murray jamal murray has not played uh exceptionally well to start the season but with a the uh injury to gary harris uh should probably see a huge uptick and has over the last two games in uh not just usage but in in, in scoring and assists so you, we might be a little late in the buy low when it comes to Jamal Murray, but if you look at what he is currently ranked overall in the season per nine category, he is 108th uh, overall. And uh, he is shooting uh, 41, almost 42% for the season, which is uh, under his career average, though it's not like he has a uh, – huge career to fall back on still under un, under the average that he uh, normally shoots yeah and i mean the, the thing that sticks out like a sore thumb is the threes right he's only making 31 percent of his threes um taking five attempts a game and he's a career 35 percent three-point shooter 
Um, you got to think he starts hitting a few more threes. He starts hitting a few more from the field. Um, if he gets back to the 45 he shot last year and the 37 on three-pointers, uh, he's pushing pretty close to 20 points a game. Um, he needs to get that steal back. He's only getting 0.8 for the year. If he can get back up to a steal a game, uh, those numbers are looking quite tasty for Mr. Jamal Murray. Yeah, he uh, finished last year overall um, per game at 58 with uh, you know almost 17 points, two three-pointers, and, and a steal a game. And uh, kind of felt like he was due for maybe a little bit of a breakout. I think some people – Drafted him a little bit higher than his uh, just kind of overall value, as probably his like average bell curve value. They're they're drafting him on the top end of that bell curve, and he has definitely played in the bottom part of that bell curve so far. It's a long season; it's only been twenty four games for uh, Jamal under Jamal Murray's belt this season. And if he reverts back to something close to last year, you could probably end up uh, snagging him up for into like kind of an end of the bench or middling uh, like blow starter right now and end up with a guy who ends up uh, being in that 40 to 40 to 60, 40 to 70 plateau by the end of the year. Yeah. And I mean, we're, I mean, if he can snag 20 points a game, he's probably trending in the upside of that, right. That he might even be a top 40 player. Um, this season, he's shown some growth in his rebounds and assists. And a lot of that has to do with, he's just playing a few more minutes. And I mean, third year, we talk about third year breakouts all the time. I mean, that's a common thing. And, and even fourth year breakouts. So I think Murray's still probably getting better. He's only 21 years old. Um, yeah, I think this kid could be on the upswing and I think he's probably, he's probably about as low as it's going to get right now. So, um, if you can buy him, now's the time. Yeah. I would completely agree with that. And speaking of the Nuggets, Gary Harris, on the other end of that, uh, the reason that Jamal Murray is probably about to have some incredibly good stat lines uh, out. Gary Harris is out with a hip issue. Probably going to um, miss a few days. It it sounds like he is getting – he got an MRI. am Am I reading this correctly? I believe he did, and Negative. I don't think anything sounded super bad about this hip injury at this point. Um, would we be surprised if he missed a few games? No. Um, I don't think, though, that he's going to miss, like, months, and that's maybe another reason why he's a guy on this list to buy is, okay, he's got a little bit of a bump. He missed the game. You know, he's going to miss a couple games here, whatever, whatever, whatever. That's good. That's cool. But he's also not playing his best right now. Like, I mean, his points are down from last year. His steals are down from last year. His shooting percentages are also way down from last year, just like Jamal Murray. So, you know, Gary Harris is another guy. If I can buy him for, you know, a player outside the top 50, and I think Gary Harris is definitely a top 50 player um, the rest of the season. So I think this is another guy where you probably get some good value just by trying to buy him. Yeah, he's definitely struggled, and I think especially recently with the hip issue, uh, that it has not helped him uh, shoot well, nor has it helped him uh, be athletic enough to get uh, to, to be a consistent contributor on the fantasy side. He, I mean, you, you can kind of uh, see here that Gary Harris does rely on being pretty good at most of things. So his nine cat per game value right now is 71 on the season. Last year, it was 30. 
And that's because he was almost averaging two steals a game and getting about 17 points a game. And all of that is is, is actually down from last year. His threes are down as well, as, as Tyler was saying. And all of that's, a, to me, a fairly big surprise because as a Roto player, uh, Gary Harris is uh, well undervalued when it comes to his normal proje- production. And he has not even been close to his normal production. And I, I don't know if that's a lingering injury issue, but also goes to show you that like he is a top 40, top 50 player when he's hitting everything across the board. When he drops, when those steals drop and those and the points drop a little bit and uh, you know the assists drop a little bit, then he's suddenly down at the bottom of that plateau. And that's exactly almost a perfect example of that 40 to 70 plateau is that when you're, you got everything going for you, you're at the top of it. And when you everything drops just a tad bit, you could be at the bottom of that plateau and be the seventy first ranked player. Yeah, sure. I mean that's that's how it works. But I mean, I think this guy vaults back up, and the whole reason is it's just been poor shooting. And I think we see this all the time, right? The more shots, the closer you get to your career. Uh, percentages and this is a guy who shot over 40 percent from three if you combine the last two years on a large volume of attempts and now he's all of a sudden you know shooting 32 right so over 40 down to 32 like that just doesn't seem like it's gonna stick and maybe this you know he's been hampered by a few different little injuries here he's only played 21 games um so he's missed some time on and off and i don't know i just don't really feel like I know people are panicking on him, like, oh, man, he's been killing me. He's been shooting bad percentages. Like, okay, so it's been 20 games. Like, I think that's going to turn around any day. Yeah, I do think by the end of the end of the season, he will be around that 50 mark. I'm not terribly worried about him. Um, another Denver Nugget on this list. A lot of – you must have been watching quite a few Nuggets games over the last week or so. Is that what's been going on, Tyler? Well, I don't know how that would help me for this guy because he's not playing, so – is fairly correct. Uh, Will Barton about to return, um, but oh, it feels like Will Barton's about has been about to return for a while now. Uh, why is uh, Will Barton on your buy low list? So Will Barton only played two games this year, and he's uh, due back within the next week um, from his injury. And um, so on November 29th, with his hip strain slash right core, is what the Nuggets are calling this injury, which is funny. Um, on November 29th, Coach Malone said he'd probably be back in the next two weeks. Um, so yeah, so we played a week already. So probably within the next week, he'll be back. Um, this is more your guy than than mine. You know, I, I've been skeptical about Will Barton for the last couple yeah, of years. Well, but... you shouldn't have been because Stephen Willie Barton uh, over the last few years has been tearing up the court and and has earned himself a a starting role on this Denver Nuggets team. Yeah, and. When we look at this Nuggets team, like they're not exceptionally deep, so there should be no one really to push Barton for minutes. Um, so there's that tick. He was a top 50 player last year. I think that his field goal percentage might have been a little bit inflated last season, but playing with Jokic and Gary Harris and some other guys who can score the ball, you know, more better, more efficiently, that also may help Will Barton to, you know, keep that field goal percentage this year. Um, and here's the other thing, like, he was a player who surprisingly finished in the top 50 last year. If you think he can repeat that value, 
you definitely can get him at a discount. But even in drafts, like he was going at a little bit of a discount from that, right? Like he was going 60, 70, 80 in most drafts. Um, so you could probably maybe even buy him at that level or a little bit lower. And if he produces similar value to last season, you know, you got a nice steal on your hands there. Yeah, if you can get him for like a, a anyone in that second plateau, like 70 down, like 100% do that. Because Will Barton, not only is he just has the ability to have a, you know, a stretch of two weeks, maybe even three weeks where he is a top, basically top 30 player. He ends up just doing enough across the board to help you in all sorts of stats and, and could be just once again, another top 50 player. Uh, He ends up doing it when he has the minutes and he's good. Like Tyler says, he's going to get the minutes. There's not a lot of uh, people competing for those minutes on the Denver Nuggets. So uh, yeah, if we'll, I've actually seen Will Barton on some waiver wires in some of my uh, regular, just like standard 10 team leagues. And that is uh, not acceptable. He wasn't on the waiver wire very long. Yeah. And I mean, it definitely shouldn't be. I mean, anyone who finished in the top 50 last year shouldn't. And uh, Will Barton missed a month and a half. So he's going to ramp up slow and so maybe you you wait till he comes back at this point if, if the owner's not budging and you wait till you see a couple of poor games because I mean I don't think I imagine things are going to start off great for him I'll probably play like 20 minutes a game for the first couple of games and then maybe you try to make the offer um but yeah I mean I think Bill Barton once he gets ramped up to speed there's no one holding him back so he should be pretty darn good he should be very good uh Tyler I have a curveball for you I'm not going to talk about the last guy on this list I am in fact Going to talk about the hottest name in fantasy basketball right now and talk about DeAnthony Melton for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the the Twitter was on fire. Uh, the the even even uh, well no no surprise here that uh, fantasy B ball Reddit with one game from anyone who <laughs> is a point guard, uh, especially a young point guard, blew just blew up. Everybody's like, this is a must-add. This is a must-own. There's been a lot of questions about DeAnthony uh, Melton being being dropped and being uh, – or excuse me, dropping people for DeAnthony Melton. Is DeAnthony Melton a must-own? He had a 21.5 assist night in 23 minutes against the Sacramento Kings. I have not seen any news out, coming out of Phoenix, a poorly run franchise – has no idea what they're doing with on top of that you got booker hurt say anything about d'anthony melton getting a starting job playing 30 plus minutes a night i haven't seen anything about that so i'm i don't understand the hype other than it's just hype well he made every shot i mean he was nine of 12 in that game he had 21 points uh, so a lot of it was because they got blown out by the Suns. I think I blown out by the Suns. They got blown out by the Kings. I'm sorry. They are yeah. the Suns. Um, yeah. So they had a 38 point fourth period and they won the fourth period by 15 points. Yet they still managed to lose the game by 17 points. So they were down by 32 points at the end of the third quarter. And Melton came in and he played well and he hit his shots and he was plus 24 on the game, you know, in the plus minus. Uh, they've clearly shown that he's behind Elliot Kobo, even Jamal Crawford in the rotation. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, sure, you can pick him up if you want, but I'm going to not because I don't even know in the next game that he plays a minute. Like, if they're not losing by 30, does he even get a minute? Yeah, like, this is a I-need-someone-to-stream kind of pickup, not a, oh, uh, great, I found the point guard of the future for the rest of the season. Mike, we don't know what's be going on the Phoenix Suns in, in a month and a half from now. We have no idea. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play. Let's play a guessing game. You ready for this? Sure. Okay. In the Suns' last eight games. Okay. Yeah, eight games before that game against Sacramento. Would you like to guess how many minutes DeAnthony Melton played total? DeAnthony Melton in the last eight games. So I just I just found out he played 23 minutes. In the last game. Yeah, so we, we'll, we'll exclude that. We'll do the eight games directly before that one. Okay, I'm going to guess he played like over like you know, 10 to 15 minutes each one of those games. So I'm going to give him like 102 minutes. He played 12 and a half minutes total. Not, not, not per game. That is not per game. That is a total of 12 and a half minutes. He was a DNP coach's decision in six consecutive games. And then he played four minutes and 16 seconds against the Magic, which they also wow. lost by 14 points. And mm-hmm. he played eight minutes and 13 seconds in a 24-point loss to the Los Angeles Lakers. Hmm. Huh. Uh, yeah, that's about 100 minutes less than I thought. That's pretty bad. And, like, that's not a guy I'm going to jump on. I'm sorry. I don't, know what the, I don't know what the hype is about. I'm out on that completely. Well, and um, here's the other thing to say, too. So they lost by 30 against the Spurs on – Halloween night, and he played 19 minutes and 45 seconds. Then he was a DNP CD for two, four, six consecutive games. And he played 10 minutes in one game that they won by 20, and nine minutes in a game that they lost by 10. And then he was inactive for another six games. Yeah. That's, um, we, we harp on that quite a bit on this show that minutes per game are the most important stat. Guys, do not be dropping anybody who's playing more than 28 minutes a game or anyone who's, like, semi-valuable just to take a, a flyer on Melton. If you, you want to take a flyer on Melton, the guy you, you're dropping better be pretty expendable. You know whether I'd take a flyer on Melton right now is, like, a deep league, like a 16, 18, yeah, 20-team league sure. where, like, okay, he showed me, like, he can do something if he gets minutes. But – even look at like the rest of his games. Okay, so that one he played 19. He had seven points. He had two rebounds. He had an assist. He had three steals and he had a block. Okay, that's that's good. I mean, the steals and blocks are great, but there's not much else. There is not much else there. I completely agree with you. And I like think that is it. Oh, go every ahead. Other, every other game though, like he's gotten you three points or zero points in every other game he's played, and he's not gotten you any steals or blocks in any of those games. Yeah, even if he played like 32 minutes, what is his fantasy ceiling? And he, he could get some assists. Okay, cool. Yeah, like there's just not much here. Like I don't know why people are excited about that. I do not know either. Uh, no clue. Uh, I think that is it for the buy low segment this week. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, so not really. I- I'll save the plug for today. Not a thing. Well, you know what? I'm going to plug something for you. At Tyler P. Watts is Tyler's Twitter handle. He is writing a bunch of stuff for 
um, one of the all-time uh, greats, Luka Doncic, already uh, everybody's crowning him as a uh, possible, basically an all-star, possible greatest of all time. Uh, maybe a little too soon on that, but the dude is uh, achieving things that only some of the top players have ever achieved in his 19th year being alive on planet Earth. So uh, props to Luka Doncic. And if you want to learn more about how he is revolutionizing that, Mavericks team, go check out at Tyler P. Watts, uh, along with all the other cool fancy stuff that Tyler writes, a lot of interesting and very helpful articles. And Tyler's posting them all on his Twitter, so go check that out. You can find me at Watch the Box. Wait, no, Watch the Boxes. I forgot my own Twitter handle. That's not good. And that's because I'm not uh, posting anything helpful. I'm just retweeting and talking shit to people. So if you like that, follow me at watch the boxes or if you want to help out the show or join the listener league that's going to be uh picking up that draft here in about 10 12 days um go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes and subscribe and we will get you into that listener league or if you just want to support the show but either way you'll get exclusive content including access to the weekly pods before they are released on the major uh, on the actual podcast stream so check that out patreon.com slash watching the boxes and we will catch you next time